0: hello everyone and welcome to digital digital get down this is episode 11 that's right with your hosts heather and bennett
1: Mm -hmm. it's
0: a rainy sunday afternoon sunday evening
1: afternoon sunday
0: evening i'm jumping here in melbourne and uh, we're ready for your episode. Let's so bring starting. it to the people. Oh, let me do the wine first.
1: Mm-hmm. Sponsored we again. We are
0: drinking a Sauvignon Blanc from Darling Ridge Reserve in Western Australia. It supposedly has flavors of gooseberries, citrus, and herbs. Just generic herbs. Just herbs in general. So it's alright, actually. It's kind of fruity. I don't know what a gooseberry is, but I guess I gonna it. I don't think I want to know. Uh, did do, do you want to start? What do you have for your intro this week?
1: My intro? You're expecting me to do homework every week?
0: Okay, I'll go, I'll go. So, I have a lot of book things this week. Okay. I finished two books this week. Just a readaholic. Uh, one of them I hated, and one of them I quite liked. Mm. The one that I hated I feel like might be a bit controversial in the young adult community. Okay. I, I read Flawed by Cecilia Ahern. Mm. Hated it. That's the one I was complaining to you about. It was, like, the most cliche thing I've ever read.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, the, the protagonist, like, did not get her shit together in this, like, dystopian world until, oh, like, right. 250 pages in. Like, usually there's that bit at the beginning of the book when the protagonist is like, my life is great, everything's perfect, before they realize everything's a shit show. Mm. It was literally 200 pages in, and she's still being like, I wonder what went wrong. I thought our society was so great. Like, she was so bland that she was unrelatable. I was just like, I can't, if I was in this situation.
1: Well, dystopians, places are difficult places to live. You can't give people hard times just for struggling No, but she with wasn't it. seeing the problem.
0: She was still Maybe being like, it wasn't that dystopian. She was still being like, I wonder why I'm in jail. What have I done wrong? How do I go back to my boyfriend and his dad? Like, hmm. it was, ugh, I did not like it at all. Okay. Um, the other one that I did high like. High standards. I do have high standards for young adult stuff. And for um, books in general. And this did not live up to them. I was very disappointed mm-hmm. in it. Um the one that I did like, the sequel to that Illuminae book I mentioned in an earlier podcast. Yep. I read the sequel Gemina, mm-hmm. second book in the series. Um it was pretty good.
1: Are they still traveling through space?
0: Still traveling through space. This one was actually more on a space station. Okay. Um but they're still in outer There's space. Space six. Um no. Ugh. Not really. Implied. Bummer. Implied space six. Um, it got a little draggy in the middle because like the gimmick of having like chat logs and stuff like yep. got a little bit old so, like you know one and a half books in yeah and one of the twists I was like really that was not a twist like I, it was very very obvious mm. but then there was a couple good twists and reveals at the end mm-hmm. that made it worthwhile like once there was a big reveal i was like "Ooh!" and i had to keep reading to find out what happened is it
1: going to be a trilogy so i
0: i think so there's definitely another one i hope that's the last one to wrap it all up okay. but it, the second book was actually a whole different cast of characters with just some vague connections to the mm. first ones um and it was actually on a similar time frame i don't know if it's exactly like a parallel time frame but Pretty similar to the first one, so it wasn't actually a sequel. Well, in or space,
1: I don't know if you know this, but there is no concept. The concept of time is not the same as we experience it on Earth.
0: I just meant a sim. <laughs> the the second book was actually happening simultaneously with the first book, I believe.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: it wasn't like consecutive. It wasn't after it. Got it's it was happening at the same time. Got it. Anyway, so I did enjoy that book. Uh, maybe yeah. a little bit less than the first one because, like I said, I think the gimmick dragged a bit, but. Mm still liked it it was still very good okay and the relationships were developed better that was my biggest issue with the first book was it was all centered on this like teenage relationship that got no development Mm. so this second book was better about that okay um i also have some musical uh things for this week yeah and
1: i'm not gonna trust your musical taste because i yeah i played the new lord cd and you said oh god i hated this cd and then every single song that came on you said oh i like this one." Oh, i quite I like this I one i hated
0: this cd i said i couldn't get through the cd okay i think it's better as like from a different room background music than like listening oh. to it listening intently on your on your iphone okay um no musical musical sometimes okay. theater mm. broadway Um, finally listened to the Waitress cast recording. That was the, the the book and lyrics by Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. Uh, didn't love it. (gasps) I know there's a couple really good songs, but like overall as a, maybe it would be better as a stage. You gotta gotta see it. it. But there was a lot of really, really short little ditties Mm -hmm. and there's just a couple memorable (laughs) ones. (laughs) Um, and it just didn't, didn't grab me. Not everything is going to be
1: Hamilton, honey.
0: I did really like Mm. Come From Away. Have you heard of that one? No. It is about this small, like, Nova Scotia town that took in, like, a bunch of planes on, on September 11th.
1: I have heard of this. Retract my previous answer, yes. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Like, I got chills. I cried. Like, it I, was mm, really
1: good. It sounded like a really cool story and, like, it would make a great book. I just wasn't didn't get the why it had to become a musical.
0: Um... The music was really good. Okay. I really liked it, and it, it focused a lot on, like, different vignettes of different characters. Uh-huh. Um, so, obviously, there's the whole event and everyone's reactions to it, but mm-hmm. it kind of went through different little mini storylines of some of the passengers, um, as well as some of the people in that town. But it was just really good. It was really cohesive. The music was you really catchy. You haven't seen the
1: show. You're just listening no,
0: to No, just listened to the cast recording. Okay. After the Tonys, I saw people you posting You told me about that I couldn't do this,
1: and I wouldn't understand Come shows. from a way
0: you could definitely listen to. And it would okay. make sense. I'll think about it. That one is really good. Waitress, okay. not so much. I'd still maybe see it, mm. but didn't just love the music, but come mm. from away. I really, really enjoyed it. And I was surprised because I didn't really know much about it. I had just seen a couple people posting about it. So
1: <sighs> Apparently Olivia Wilde is doing a theater adaptation of 1984 and audience members are throwing up in the middle of show.
0: Throwing up?
1: Yeah. It's that, it's that grotesque. Yeah.
0: In what way? Violence? It's unclear, but they don't
1: let children in anymore, is what I read.
0: What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Okay. Just dropping that that in. That took a turn. Yeah. Did you want to talk about a little bit of TV and movies and stuff? Oh, yeah. I have an
1: intro prepared. I was just joshing you before. Oh,
0: such a dick. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Well, we were going to talk about Lego Movie in our Mm. lead-off, right? Lego Batman. Because we rented it on demand, like True Millennials. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I didn't think we had enough material to do a full segment, so we're just gonna spitball it right here. Okay, go ahead. Now, you were reading stuff on the internet that said it was the best movie of the year.
0: I think that was a bit
1: in jest. okay. I thought it was fine. I thought it would have made a nice, you know, uh, six-episode cartoon set on Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, but to me, it didn't feel like a feature film, something that I had to watch and watch and watch again. Okay. My biggest complaint is that they introduced all these ridiculous villains from every corner of animation and entertainment ever. Mm-hmm. You had. Um, Sauron, Saruman, who are two different things.
0: Saruman was not in this. Sauron was. Okay,
1: he? and he had Voldemort, mm-hmm. and they both just kind of hung out and flew around Gotham City, and then, like there were no real good jokes about any of the specific villains. Yeah,
0: it was kind of like a gag that they were all there, but they didn't really do very much no, with them.
1: I was surprised. I I thought the funniest bit was with Robin.
0: Yeah, I thought for Michael sure.
1: Sarah was probably the funniest voice voice actor. Definitely. Um, and really, he should just keep playing that that voice in that role for as long as he can in terms of being (laughs) the whiny, geeky little kid. Okay. Uh, Like, don't, like, I know all actors want to grow into different things, but just keep doing that. You're really, really good at He nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. So those bits were funny, but yeah, you know, it's a week later now and I don't remember any jokes, so it wasn't that memorable, I guess. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. I just
0: liked it in the theater. I went with no expectations and saw it yeah. for free and really enjoyed it like more than I expected. I kind of just went because I got dragged by some people at work. Right. So then I thought you would enjoy it. So I'm a little disappointed that you didn't enjoy it that much. It was fine. But, but as you know, I just I have a bit of a history with Lego in general. You told me that well, I... it was just the Lego video games you didn't like. And I shouldn't have been telling everyone <laughs> that you didn't like the Lego movies. And now you're saying you have an issue with Lego movies. Well, as I
1: was watching it, I started thinking... Yeah, I really did not like Legos as a kid, whereas everyone else loved Legos.
0: So I was correct in saying that you don't like the Lego franchise, and you should apologize to me for saying I was wrong.
1: Yeah. I just... <laughs> back to me. Um, you know, it's the, it's every kid's first... Um, Entry into engineering. I was and terrible
0: at Legos. I yeah. Could, I could follow the instructions, but I could not just and pre-play with so Legos. Frustrated so bad Because
1: it. obviously the commercials on TV were, ne- you know, they were animated. So you were never going to get your Legos to do that. Yeah. And on the box and the pirate ship, it just never looked like that. It's
0: okay. You'll be all right.
1: Uh, so we watched that. And then I watched a couple movies without you this week. What? I'm catching up on what's, whatever's on random Netflix Australia. <sighs> okay. So I watched a movie called Frank. And I had had at least three movies on my watch list called Frank. Okay. And at some point in time, I decided I had to remove two of them and get down to one (laughs) because I couldn't remember what the difference was between them. So I'm not sure if the one I watched the other day is the one I intended to watch, but I actually really liked it. Um, Do I have anyone I know in it? It had our best friend, Domhnall Gleeson. Yeah? Who I never, like attach myself to actors and, like, always go and see their films, but I I just enjoy him. He's, like, the perfect mix for me of sarcasm and sincerity.
0: hmm
1: So, anyways, he's in his native, um, UK uh, countryside, okay. and he wants to be a music star, but he has, like, 27 Twitter followers. Okay. Anyways, it's meets up with have. this band whose keyboard player goes insane and so he joins them. And it's this really weird band that plays this really weird music, and the lead singer wears a papier-mâché head about yay, yay big. They can't
0: see what you're That's doing. That's fine. It okay. basically
1: looks like Hey Arnold in real life. Okay,
0: like dead mouse.
1: Yeah. And um, so he wears that twenty-four-seven. And Domino Gleason's character becomes the keyboard player. They go off to some weird seaside shack and record a music, record an album over like three months. Okay. Lots of weird stuff ensues. They end up going to South by Southwest. More weird stuff ensues, but it was a pretty funny movie. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't know if he sold it just then, but I believe you. That's
1: okay. Um, I also watched Hero Dreams of Sushi. That
0: was supposed to be good, was it? It was, f- yeah, it was good. Good. Could-
1: I thought it was uh I thought it, I must have gotten it mixed up with Uri on because I thought it was like a comic book turn anime. Oh no. No, it's a documentary about an old guy. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. I know what it is. Yeah, no, I I guess I <laughs> I think I knew that, but something was still making but me I've think been it was animated. Like,
0: spirited away and Uri yeah. on Ice and Attack on Titan you got confused. So yeah, it was
1: good. i you know, the whole documentary vibe is starting to lose its luster for me, you know, with someone Softly saying a question off screen, and then yeah. the person on screen reacting to it and pondering for a minute, and you know you read it in translation blah blah blah, so yeah, that, anyways, but it's an interesting story with this guy with this you know world famous restaurant, um even though it's very tiny and um not that fancy um so yeah, he's a real intense sushi chef, and the more interesting part I think is about his sons and because one of them's gonna take over his shop, and one of mm-hmm. them's open like the second franchise. So hearing about them and how they've been, you know, kind of groomed for this for their whole life, and you know, do people really want to do their same jobs for sixty years? Mm-hmm. Brought up a lot of interesting questions. Okay. So yeah, if it's free on Netflix, give it a
0: give it a flick, give it a go. Yeah. What was your other movie?
1: That was it. Okay. Those two.
0: Yeah. The only other thing I have to say for the intro was I just watched the finale finale of Scam. <sighs> oh boy. A little disappointed by the <sighs> ending. <Vientang. sighs> I just, from what I've been reading and seeing, the car- um, the creator, Julie, and um, wanted to do more. And- Is that one name or two? It's her first and second name. Okay. Julie and that's it. her second name. Um, she really wanted to do more and for lots of reasons wasn't able to do further seasons. Like she kind of planned out further seasons in her head and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you could tell that a little bit at the end, like the last episode was just little vignettes. Apparently that's my word of the day, yeah. little vignettes about each of the main characters from the other seasons. And then hmm. there was like one big ending. Um, so it just felt a little bit rush at the end, like trying to tie up a lot of loose ends all at once because she wanted to give it the, the ending it deserved, even though she didn't really have time to do it. Um, but overall I liked the last season. I really liked Sana's arc. Um, and I'm gonna make you watch it soon. Maybe, Maybe we'll talk Netflix about it. will save it and bring back more seasons. Probably not. Probably I not. So. I don't think so. I don't think it was the money that's the problem. I think it was like the some issues with filming and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it was good while it lasted. It was good while it lasted, but now it's over forever. Okay. So hopefully, we'll talk about that in a future podcast. Okay, let's do some good news, bad news. Go. All right. So my good news is a pretty quick one. I have the sports good news this week. Yeah. I was really excited to see that Big poppy got his number retired officially. Like, they had the ceremony at Fenway and everything.
1: Yeah, you're out of the loop of Boston i was so Force. out of the loop. It's
0: shameful. Mm. But he cried. He looked so happy. Mm. his number's up on the wall thing, you know, with all the other retired numbers and yep. Jackie Robinson's number. It's good.
1: And it's well-deserved.
0: It is well-deserved.
1: Yep, even like if he did steroids. had, his whole career there.
0: And I don't know. It's fine. He came back from that. Yeah. He came back from it. And was, he came back from it with class. Okay. And continued to have really good seasons even after people That's thought true. he should retire. That's true. Even after he couldn't really run anymore. That's fine. That's why you're the
1: DH. Yeah. So. For me, growing up as a move-on
0: devotee. You always make it seem like you were his only fan. He was my favorite as well.
1: So then how can you just gush over David Ortiz? Movan was the original David Ortiz and did actually he... played a nasty first base.
0: Oh, yeah, but he didn't do, he didn't last that long, did he?
1: Oh, God. Like how many
0: seasons did he have compared to David Ortiz's yeah, seasons? Yeah, because the
1: Red Sox gave up on him.
0: Okay. No, Pedro was my real first favorite, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: I had a Pedro Martinez hat and matching shirt. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I was very happy for David Ortiz, yeah. and that's actually I've realized that's the one sport that I miss here is baseball. Mm-hmm. Like I can kind of cricket take or doesn't leave... do it for you. No, I can kind of take or leave some of the other sports back home. Like obviously we followed the Patriots and tried to watch their games when we could and stuff. Yeah. But the only one that I actually like actively miss having around and following is baseball. I think.
1: Yeah, it's probably the only one that's not actively killing its. It's players so that's good, cool. <laughs> probably, yeah, it's probably the healthiest for its players, yes,
0: yeah. I mean, there's a lot of games which is hard on their bodies, but
1: uh, they're fine, <laughs> there's a lot of standing in the outfield, a lot of sunflowers <laughs> sitting seats, in the going through that digest, digest if anything it's the tobacco that's the problem that needs to be outlawed, yeah um
0: so yeah, I, that made me happy, and it made me miss uh. Baseball so that's
1: the only over. thing that made you happy this week.
0: Pretty much. the other. I have one other big thing, but I'm going to save it for the upcoming because it's about It's about a book that's coming out that I'm really excited for, so I'll save that for later. I have a
1: real quick Stay good news. For it's them. only one, two, three, four, five items.
0: Oh my God. We need to work on this. <laughs> one thing. I actually followed the rules this week, and I have one good news I've and one bad news. Out. I
1: filtered out. I'll go through them.
0: <sighs> How did you even have this many? I had literally none.
1: Number one, did you watch Jimmy Kimmel's I Love You, Dad, Father's Day thing? No, I did not. Okay, I'll link to it. It's really funny he challenged people to yell i love you dad as loud as possible and scare their fathers out of sleep <laughs> the best ones were the poolside ones where they were like skimming a pool and the kid didn't yell and they, and fell, they in. fell in yeah it's great so we'll link to that that'll be great number two sega
0: is gonna Can I say something? yeah sure jump in just happy birthday to my dad shout out yeah it's today while we're recording in does the he US. know how to use a podcast oh definitely not he'll never hear this i okay. just felt like i should say it that's fine continue
1: good um sega bringing more of its classic games to mobile devices um a few new titles supposed to come out over the next few months which is good but overall i've always found that like old school games don't work that well on ipads and iphones because you the 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 screen control doesn't work for that so maybe it's not that good of a news okay changing my mind uh number three Girl Scouts now have 18 different options of getting cybersecurity badges.
0: Good for them. They're so, learning yeah, applicable skills.
1: I have I have many thoughts about scouting, which I'll save probably for a book or something else. So I won't <laughs> give away my best material right now, but... Yeah, I've always questioned what Girl Scouts is quite preparing
0: its feminine ranks for. The problem is it Mm. depends like a thousand percent on your troop and your leader and Mm. what they actually get organized and...
1: What their definition of camping is.
0: You're, you always harp so much on the camping. Like, maybe people don't join Girl Scouts for camping. Maybe they join them to sell the cookies.
1: Or to learn about cybersecurity.
0: Or to learn about cybersecurity. <laughs> I'm serious. That's a really, like, useful skill. It's true. How useful of a skill is making a fucking fire at this point?
1: <laughs> 18 badges for tech security, though.
0: Well, maybe the next person that you work with, that you hire at a job, is going to be a former Girl Scout who learned you, it. Girl power. Matriarchy. You put that as the good news just to make fun of it, didn't you? No, I think that's nice. Okay. I was
1: going to be sincere, but you started at least did a little banter about it. I felt like I had to. Okay. Um, number four, it's not good stories overall, but the fact that the Uber CEO finally gave up, or it sounds like people said, like, threatened him if he didn't yeah. quit. But anyways, what a messy company. What a, in some ways, good idea for a company. It's like, just run it better. Like, just yeah. run it, run it normally. Run it. As a stable place. Like, it doesn't need to be it's got a access pool for everything. Yeah. Okay. And number five was the video I showed you earlier Ryan O'Callaghan. I thought that was going to be your bad news. It was a sad video. It was a sad video, but I'm happy that he's still here and that he's. Yes. So, he was a former football player, and the name rang a bell because he was on the Patriots for a few years. And I have to admit, when I first saw the headlines, it said, oh, former Patriot lineman comes out as gay. And I thought, oh, great. Another no-name athlete coming out after he's retired. Like, there's yeah. been a decent number of them. Like, there's still no active uh, Player. out gay players Correct. in the four major sports, as far as I know. Um, so, uh, but for good reason. The reason that they're not coming out of the closet at that point in time. So anyways, but you read into the story of this guy a little bit more and it was so emotional how he was suicidal, thinking that he wasn't going to have anything to live for after football. Yeah, he
0: literally said once his football career was over, he was going to kill himself because he had mm. nothing else to live for.
1: Right, and he had only gotten into football because he was trying to cover up, you know, his true self. And so I was just happy that he's still kicking and uh, is, is brave enough to come out and do that.
0: It just made me sad that, like, we tend to think that overall... Uh, I should say this is coming from a straight person that's married to a man. So
1: that's me. I'm the man.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't have, I'm not the correct person to speak about this necessarily, mm. but I think people tend to think of oh, certain areas of the country like new England yep. are very safe places to be if you're gay. Sure. Like, Massachusetts was the first state in the country to legalize gay marriage. Mm -hmm. So I think people tend to think, oh, well, you know, you wouldn't want to be an out football player in Texas. But if you're in Massachusetts, you're fine. But he said that even he wasn't comfortable with that. Like, he was living in Massachusetts and playing on the Patriots and still did not. Like, he kind of dodged around the question of whether or not he would have been accepted if he came out.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, the culture is the same in the sports, I think, regardless of where your team is based. And in his interview, he did say that he thought... The NFL was ready for an out gay player, but I'm not quite sure. Like, I don't know. Just the locker room dynamic, I feel like there's going to be plenty of supportive people, but there's going to be plenty of either
0: outwardly negative people or... I wouldn't even be worried about the locker room. I'd be worried about the fans, and that's what the front office is mm. going to be worried about as well, is there's a lot of um, very like conservative male fans that yeah. would not want to wear a jersey of someone who came out as gay.
1: But... But there, there would be some people who would. There'd be some people who would do it just reason. for that.
0: But there'd be plenty of people that would literally boycott and, like, he, his, the person's life would be in danger.
1: It's weird to think about a how there's get still, death like, an opportunity to be the Jackie Robinson of baseball of that.
0: I know. Well, even just, I know Pitch is fictional, but even just looking at Pitch and how she was treated, I would mm-hmm. assume it would be a little bit similar mm. with a gay player in terms of how they treat her in the locker room how the um, fans how some of the fans treat her it's very like, divisive how the yeah. media treats her like oh
1: yeah it would be a big deal when it's a real active player
0: yeah so but the question i guess is is going to be a player that's already there and then comes out or are they ever going to get drafted? I thought there was
1: one college player, I think, who came out and it just was too bad because he was terrible.
0: Yeah. but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I think at this point it would have to be someone who had enough fame yeah. that they could then come out and the team wouldn't get rid of them. There is, Correct. I really don't think a team would draft a gay player. No, right yeah.
1: Now. It has to be someone with a following already who's brave enough. But to do that. that's still
0: a problem as well. Yeah. That they have to have enough fame to counteract their like perceived negative quality of being gay mm. because that's how it would, it would come out. Like I still think it's a problem that they may not even be ready for that, never mind drafting someone that they know is gay. Yeah. Phew, heavy stuff. Anyways, happy news is that he he seems to be doing really well, and he was brave enough to come out and to talk about it and hopefully encourage other people that they don't have to have that same mentality of, this is all I have to live for, kind of thing. Right. So, good for him. I hope he's doing well.
1: Okay, now let's get negative. Who's going bad news first? I know yours is real deep, so. We're
0: going to continue to be real heavy. Do we want to go into this now, or do you want to do yours first? Well, mine are going to feel trite in comparison to yours. Okay, go ahead, go ahead.
1: What's your 10-second what's your take on Amazon Whole Foods?
0: Um, I would hope it would make the prices a little cheaper. That's one
1: thing I read, which I'm fine with. But I'm
0: a little bit worried that they're going to compromise on some of the like, free, uh, fair trade and mm-hmm. kind of things that Whole Foods has always been uh, really adamant about. Yeah. And I just hope the employees continue being so happy.
1: Creepily happy.
0: Yeah, but I feel like every time I go in there, they would just always be so jolly for no reason. Yeah. So I hope Amazon doesn't change. They're
1: all just gonna be Alexa, you realize.
0: Oh, probably. There's gonna be self checkouts, but the employees are so happy. I know.
1: So we'll see what happens. I mean, not necess- I mean, Amazon has bought a lot of companies and some of them they take over and remodel and some of them they just continue to I mean, run. I think Whole on their Foods own. is
0: doing fine. I don't think it really needs to be right. remodeled, but no, I guess it if it can help their shipping and stuff, if they can use like the Amazon yeah. warehouses and shipping. I was reading and one article today that was
1: like, in ten years, we'll be telling our kids we used to go to shops to buy stuff. And it's like I, I get that people are trying to work towards, like, the Jetsons or something, but I'm fine going to the grocery store. I know you hate the grocery store, so it's a bad subject to bring up, but...
0: Well, I think I'd hate it less if we had a car. That's true. I hate it more. I still hate it in general, but I especially hate having to walk, like, a mile uphill with all of our groceries after. Yeah. And I have very poor uh, concept of how many groceries I can carry a mile uphill. That's true. Yeah. Still working on that. Um,
1: my other negative news of the week... Spotify is now taking money from companies who then place sponsored songs within playlists that you've created. Basically saying, hey, you have to listen to my song.
0: Is that only for free customers or even for no. paying customers? Paying
1: customers have the option to opt out, but I believe it's opt in by default. I mean, I believe it's included. Just when by I thought default.
0: Spotify couldn't get any worse. Yeah. It's
1: bullshit. I know.
0: So we're going to get a bit heavy again. Okay because I could not even, like, fathom doing a bad news other than this bad news I'm about to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Philando Castile. Right. Once again, I am not the correct person to talk about this. I am a very, very white girl. Very pale right now. Very pale white girl who has never had an issue with the police. I have gotten warnings and not speeding tickets before, Mm -hmm. never mind any violent altercations. So I am totally not the right person to talk about this, but at the same time, everybody should be talking about this. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that really made me think about it was the Trevor Noah
1: you got his name right
0: Trevor Noah yeah. uh video about it, yeah, and I just some of the stuff I just want to go over a couple of the things he said if you haven't watched this yet, we'll definitely post it on twitter. It's a thousand times worth a watch um trigger warning though there is definitely some clips in there of um the actual incident itself, mm-hmm. but the things that kind of stuck out to me from the Trevor Noah video were. One thing that he said that just echoes what I am thinking is, are we even watching the same video? Mm. If you watch the video, I do not understand at all how he could have, how the cop could have gotten away with it. Mm-hmm. I do not understand how he felt threatened. I do not understand why he needed to fire seven bullets into a stocked car.
1: With other people. In with it a
0: child mm. and a woman in it. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I've never been a cop. I've never been in a situation like that before. But from everything, from all the videos I've seen, everything I've read about it, it seemed like he was doing, ex- Philando was doing exactly what he was meant to be doing, mm-hmm. following the instructions. He didn't even have to tell the cop he had a concealed weapon. He was mm-hmm. doing the right thing. He was trying to be upfront and honest to prevent what happened. Mm-hmm. And I just can't even, I can't even fathom how how that happened in the first place and second of all, how he got away with it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he didn't get punished for that. I could see if he was nervous. There are a lot of other things he could have done. He could have said, put your hands in the air. He could have said, get out of the car. He could have, the cop himself could have backed away and called for backup. If he wasn't comfortable in this situation, Mm -hmm. I do not understand how it escalated so quickly from don't reach for your gun to seven bullets in your head. I don't understand that. And I think Trevor Noah's most poignant thing he said was cops are allowed to forget their training, but black people never are Mm -hmm. because after all that horrific stuff happened, The woman in the car, Philando's girlfriend, Diamond Reynolds, she was calling the cops, sir. She just watched the cop murder her husband Mm -hmm. and was still saying, yes, sir, I understand you, sir. Yes, sir, I understand you, sir. Like she had the presence of mind to know that she still had to be respectful to this person who had a gun and who had just killed her husband. And she wasn't freaking out. She was literally saying, yes, sir, I understand, sir. So the cops are allowed to forget all of their training. That's literally their job. And still it's fine. They They get away with it. Nothing bad happens to them. But black people, the societal training that they've had, of they have to be deferential to Mm -hmm. cops and to white people and whatever. Like, even after something horrific, she still had that in her head and still followed that.
1: So, I mean, I didn't follow the news stories too closely. So, the police officer was acquitted of, of what, a murder charge or what?
0: Yeah, it was, they basically, I don't know what the actual charges were, Mm -hmm. but the jury of regular people, of peers, said that he was justified in shooting seven bullets into a stopped car,
1: and that was his, um, his he, police department's view as well—that it was yep. justified, not mm-hmm. that he was a
0: that poor he reaction. that he felt threatened and he responded appropriately.
1: Yeah, I mean, aside from all the racial and political uh, parts of it, like I just don't see why every police officer in the U.S. has to be carrying deathly bullets. Yeah. As the default. Like if he had shot him with a rubber bullet or something that would have stunned him. Or a taser.
0: Yeah. Like why couldn't he use a taser in that situation? Right.
1: It's still going to lead to probably a lot of uproar and a lot of pain, but at least the guy wouldn't be dead today.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um, and the worst part was I saw a different a video, um, a different video that was the little girl, the four-year-old that was in the car, sitting right. in the back of the squad car with, with her mom, with Philando's mm-hmm. um, girlfriend, and the little girl saying, Mom, please don't scream. I don't want you to get shooted. Like I'm gonna right. cry just thinking about that, it's like okay. she's already taught from the age of four that she has to like behave otherwise she could get shooted
1: yeah i I felt uncomfortable uh, about uh how is it the girlfriend or the wife yeah. um is is recording the whole thing on the phone? I get why she did it, I guess, but that just added another element of of discomfort for me
0: i I think this is coming from our position of privilege that we would never think that we have to be recording something in order for it to be judged appropriately Mm -hmm. Um, with all of the shootings and things like that. Like people are going to believe our story. People are not going to believe her story. In Philando's Mm -hmm. case, he's not even allowed to tell his story. So I,
1: to us, it seems weird,
0: but I think that's the whole point is that for us, there's never been a question of whether we're going to be believed or whether the situation is going to be seen the same way we see it. Yeah. And that's probably the saddest thing. That's what Trevor Noah said was the saddest thing about the whole situation is that it's on video. Mm -hmm. You have it on video, multiple videos. You have the police dash video. You have the one that Diamond Reynolds had. Mm -hmm. You had the other video from the cop car, which I guess wasn't used in the trial. But there were plenty of videos showing exactly what happened, word for word, the conversations, exactly what happened. And he still got away with it.
1: Yeah, so, like, that, what I else? think that makes it worse because if it was just you know his word against someone else's word, that's one thing. But now it's just saying that. You know, the jury of the peers and the other police officers are interpreting that that was a fair thing to do. Yeah, that's that, worse. That
0: they're saying that yes, we too would be afraid of a black man in a car with his family on a, on an evening, like you said, yeah. watching the footage. It I assume it was in the middle of, in the the night. Middle of the night, a gang neighborhood on the side. It was like on the side of a. You well, know. check your assumptions as well. Yeah, like that's that's what people tell themselves to make. That's what white people tell themselves oh, to make them gosh, feel like they're not in that this situation. Making
1: me feel so bad. Good. Check your privilege, that's the whole point. And then you were able to continue on after we watched that and just play Roller Coaster Tycoon. How privileged mm-hmm. are we?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about it now, like, as we sit drinking fucking Sauvignon Blanc in our apartment. And you
1: murdered someone in your Roller Coaster Tycoon park. He
0: drowned, he fell off a pier, it was
1: not entirely my fault. <laughs> Do they take off some money for legal fees on that? Uh, no, they don't. Okay. Next um, version.
0: So not to bring the podcast down too much, but like I said, I just literally could not even get into my head the idea of any other quote unquote bad news about pop culture or whatever when that was going on this week. Um, So I will share that video if you haven't had a chance to watch it. It's very powerful. And uh, like I said, I I know that we're not necessarily the right people to be talking about it, Mm -hmm. but I think that's the point. I think everybody should be talking about it and everybody should be checking their point of view and their perspective and... Think about it a little deeper, I guess. I don't know how else we're really going to get it to change, but...
1: Okay. What are we
0: moving on to? Well, did you want to talk... I'm going need, need a second. Whew. Did you want to talk um, book or movie first today? Book or TV show, sorry. Um,
1: I think we need to switch gears completely and go into funny comedy TV show.
0: Okay. So, mm-hmm. here comes our privilege again. We're going to talk about a TV show about white people. <laughs> I just got to say it. Sure. Man, white people are the worst. So we're gonna talk about a oldie but a goodie yeah. classic. Uh Friends. Friends. May fun, have heard of it. fun fact here uh some Australian TV channel just plays Friends straight through on a loop. Two episodes a night, six
1: nights a week, and you just see them consecutively consecutively. And
0: then once the last uh finale is on, the next night season one, over episode again. one pilot. It's been going on for like two, two or three years now. Yep. Um, so apparently that's just their thing that they do.
1: It's brilliant.
0: It's fine. We've seen quite a few of the episodes like four times and some of them yeah. zero times. Yes. This so one it's... that
1: you always talk about, about, uh, Ross, is it Ross and Chandler in a hotel room?
0: Yes. Yeah, with the maple I've syrup. I've only seen it for like 30 seconds. The maple one sugar time. candy and he steals yeah. all the light bulbs. Never seen it. Oh man. We'll have to dig that one up on Netflix. That's like probably the ridiculous part about this is that it's on Netflix and we could just be right. watching
1: it. It's a completely different dynamic if it's on your local television though. Yeah.
0: So, we're going to talk a bit about Friends, I suppose. Um, we'll just start with some general feelings about it. I
1: never, I never watched it when it was on, for sure.
0: I watched it, like, my parents used to watch it, I think. Hmm. Um, as you know, they watch quite a bit of network TV. Sure. Um, so they used to watch it, so I remember specific episodes of it. It was a bit racy for me to be watching as a child, so I I assume they changed the channel if anything untoward came on the TV. Okay. Um... But I do remember watching it quite a bit as a kid. Um, never straight through, but I definitely remember the characters and some of the storylines and stuff.
1: Yeah. My sister liked it. I was more influenced as a child by 90210, though.
0: I never watched an episode of that. Yeah. I didn't watch Dawson's Creek, either. I, I was think
1: like, in a few years, I'll have some memories coming back to me, and I'll think, oh, I was scarred by <laughs> Dylan and Brenda or something. But All right. Peach bit. I, every time I hear the phrase peach bit, I... I make some sort of motion. Okay, not sure what that means.
0: You keep doing like physical things; they can't, be can't we're see that. We're gonna on the do podcast. a video version
1: soon.
0: <laughs> oh man, I'll have to shower for him to do that. <laughs> um. So. All
1: right. Let's get to the core of it. Ross it's worth watching. Worst. Well, yeah. Okay. It's sorry. worth <laughs> watching, just for Jennifer's hair specifically. And lack of a bra. Is that what you're going to say? Don't read my notes. It's it's, <laughs> it's worth watching. Did you not know I wrote that? I I wrote J A's hair and bra. Just, like, you could take a bet on every episode. You know, will she have a bra on this one? Will she not? Mm. And, like, that had to be something deliberate done by the producers.
0: The male producers, probably. Like,
1: yeah. How much nip can we get away with Like Carrie
0: Fisher used to say that um, Mm. George Lucas told her that there was no underwear in space. (laughs) So she wasn't allowed to wear underwear under her white, like, ensemble in the first Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. Similar. Similar thing, I'm sure. Um, I was going to say that the biggest thing on this rewatch is how awful Ross is. When you're younger, you kind of think Ross is like the male lead of the show and he's a little bit like too serious sometimes, but he's kind of funny or whatever. and he loves science. He is literally the worst. He's like a misogynist. He's homophobic. He is, he's just awful. Like literally everything that comes out of his mouth, I want to punch him in the face. Well,
1: except the only time he's bearable is when he was, is terribly unhappy or depressed.
0: Yes. Or when he's the butt of a joke
1: definitely except for all the terrible jokes about you married a lesbian those ones have not aged well at no, all no
0: so homophobic like some of the comments and some of the things that he says it's like yikes it's
1: yeah overall i think a lot of it is evergreen as the kids say <laughs> that the jokes are not like that pulp, pop culture reference to that that point in time no i
0: mean the scary thing is how relevant some of it still is and the fact that we're now older than they were on that show is terrifying no Oh, gosh. Terrifying. Mm. So I think a lot of it still holds up in terms of like I don't know, just navigating your own life. I think the biggest thing is like Rachel. I always remember her as the kind being kind of like silly in the butt of the joke. Man, she was like the best character mm-hmm. in terms of like inspirational character. Yeah. Like she starts with nothing. She works her way up. She whines about it a little, but who doesn't whine sure. about being an adult and all the stupid bills you have to pay and taxes on your pay- on your paycheck and stuff. Yeah. And she eventually like gets her dream job, yeah, and has a really good career. Like her only misstep is Ross, really, and
1: having his baby. Yeah, I don't
0: understand how the two of them are like the main car- uh, main relationship of the show.
1: I think that's in terms of the story arcs overall. Watching it back is that so He needed to find a better leading man. Like she deserved as an so actress, as a character, deserved so much better. And
0: I just kind of remember thinking before, well, like Ross was the one who was really smart and was a catch, and all of mm. this, and Rachel was kind of just like the whiny girl who doesn't know anything and now i think the exact opposite rachel like made her whole life and she was made some really brave choices and risks Mm -hmm. um even if she looked nice doing it and she deserved much better why did she get off the plane that Mm. was like the biggest dramatic thing of like get out did she get off the plane i wish she didn't get off the plane go to paris jennifer
1: wasn't really selling it we just saw the finale like last week
0: go to paris don't come back for us and it was just
1: like like it felt like she was looking at the script and
0: going like really really I that's gonna be the ending for the two of them mm. like monica and chandler are a way better healthier relationship and i know that's maybe mm. healthy relationships don't play well on tv and they're not very yeah. well they won't they and like i don't know but i always like their relationship better i still do like chandler quite a lot
1: yeah he's got his moments um i love fat monica more than anything probably
0: <laughs> we need fat monica and fat schmidt from new girl to, yeah uh, they would friend. be
1: meant to, meant to be together Other thing watching it back is the most interesting part is all the random star cameos of really, really young stars. Brad Pitt. Yeah, we saw that one. John Favreau is on it for a while Mm -hmm. as a love interest. Um, And um, Paul Rudd is, you know, a recurring.
0: And um, Richard, what's his name? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. mustachy. Yeah, quite the mustache. Yeah. So there's some good cameos for sure. And um, Reese Witherspoon. I was thinking Jennifer that. Chandler sister. Oh, right. In that episode.
1: Wow, that is a good combo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's play the games. Let's play oh, what thought, people... Can we have, rank um, our characters Yeah, first? let's do that.
0: So... Oh, I don't... I should have thought about this ahead of time. I don't I think Chandler's still my favorite character. Okay. I think Phoebe's my second favorite on the rewatch. I quite liked Phoebe. Hmm. Chandler, Phoebe, Monica, Rachel, Joey, Ross.
1: Wow.
0: Interesting. You always say that when we play this ranking game. Um,
1: Go ahead. think ahead. Rachel, number one, definitely. Okay. Then, uh, I like, Joey has some really, really funny bits, but yeah. they also throw, like, the worst bits at him as yeah. well. So it's tough to put him two.
0: They don't have a very consistent character. They no, kind of no, just, no. like, give him the lines that they think would be funny. They yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think I'll just pencil him in at three for now and come back to two. Ross is Six. So that's three spots No, one, three, and six. Um. So I have who? Phoebe, Monica, and Chandler. Chandler, I think, steals too much of my your stick. My stick. So I will slot him in. Oh gosh. Four. Uh, four. And I, I think, I still sympathize too much with Monica's. OCD that I need to bump her up actually to two. Okay. And then Phoebe I'm gonna at put five. Phoebe five, but that feels mean.
0: Okay.
1: Uh nice thing I'll say about Phoebe is that on watching it, you know, through the years, um, in a hurried fashion, Phoebe starts season one as the hottest of the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica ain't hot at the beginning. No. Jennifer has nice hair at the beginning, and then they all kind of grow you know. into themselves.
0: So we're gonna play fuck Mary Kill again. Okay. Do you have any prepared?
1: Tom Selleck.
0: Do you have any prepared? Oh, I thought we were just doing
1: boys and girls.
0: Oh, I came up with a list. I prepared. Okay. I did not. Um, well, if you wanna to put Tom Selleck in there. <laughs> not really. Richard.
1: Mm-hmm. Paolo. Paolo is uh, the Italian one that Rachel's, Rachel dated. Yeah, okay.
0: Gunther. Ugh. <laughs> fuck Mary Kill.
1: <laughs> I'd kill Gunther. He makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Is he supposed to be another gay joke
0: of the show? I don't know. He's you know, kind terrible of Jerry. for that
1: actor. Does he have like four lines throughout the whole
0: <laughs> Probably. series? Probably.
1: Uh, so I killed him.
0: So you're going to marry or fuck Paolo
1: or Richard? Obviously, marry Richard. He was. Okay. He, you could settle down with him. You're like going to marry that. that mustache? Yeah.
0: So you're going to fuck Paolo just the one time? Yeah. Okay. Um, Ross Edition mm-hmm. Carol, Emily, Charlie.
1: Okay. Carol is the lesbian. Yeah.
0: But say she's bi. She might be bi actually.
1: that was your biggest that's the thing you always shot it's at the TV every time bi-phobic. we get to those episodes. Where it's like, She likes women, so how could she have ever been attracted to you?
0: Yeah, maybe she's just bi. I never maybe she of could that. be a lesbian and just come out came out late. Okay. But she could also well, not. If I can't bi.
1: kill her, I'm gonna feel super guilty.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, who were my other options? Emily, Emily. Oh, I'm gonna murder her. She's a <laughs> British one, right? Yeah. And Charlie is the whose line is it anyways yes. girl. I kind of find Charlie Attractive. You want
0: to marry her and fuck Carol, mm, or vice no. versa?
1: I would like to screw the people that I say are super attractive.
0: Yeah, but then you're going to marry the lesbian. Yeah,
1: that's fine. Okay. We we're we can should, have a I very stable thing fine. going on. me and Tom Selleck.
0: Um, the classic edition. Okay. Rachel, Monica, Phoebe. Fuck Mary Carol.:
1: I would want to marry Rachel to have her as long as possible. Okay,
0: so you're going to fuck Phoebe or Monica? Um, well, what point in time? You can pick See, if you want to be relative. Fat Monica or if you want it to be... <laughs>
1: fat Monica? I can't kill Fat Monica. <laughs> I just want to kill Phoebe's, um, Minsk guy. I hate that storyline.
0: Finish this one and we'll go to that one.
1: Uh, so kill Phoebe because of that and do whatever else. So,
0: David... From the Minsk Minsk? guy. Paul Rudd, Mike, or Gary the Cop. I love the ping
1: pong episode. Gary the Cop?
0: Yeah, I remember him? He had curly hair. She found the badge and was pretending to be him. And then it was actually his badge. Yeah, vaguely. He was cute. Uh, I'll uh, I'll marry him. You're going to marry the cop, Gary Um, the Cop, the white cop. other people? Paul Rudd or Minsk, David.
1: Oh, definitely bang Paul Rudd, Joel Minsk. Also, the best cameo is by... Um, when they're in the Florida ones and it's the guy from Parks and Rec, the accountant guy.
0: Yeah. Where he's been
1: playing the same role for 20 years. It's so sad and so funny. All
0: right. Last one for you. Okay.
1: Janice. Oh God. Murder.
0: (laughs) Ursula, Phoebe's evil twin sister. Kind of like her. Or Alice, the old lady that's also in that 70s show.
1: I've never seen that 70s show.
0: Um, so Phoebe's half-brother, Frank.
1: Yeah, 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 his wife. That she has the triplets yeah. for.
0: Her. So, and Old she's Lady super Alice. super annoying, too. Old Lady Alice. Why is she not that old? Comparatively to the rest of them. I don't
1: think they call her Old Lady Alice. <laughs> I'm just
0: trying to give you the sense of who she is. <laughs> Alice. Yeah. Ursula, Phoebe's evil twin sister. Yeah. Or Janice. Uh, oh,
1: Janice. God. That joke <laughs> runs for eight seasons, doesn't it? Yes. Kill her. Um, have coitus with... Phoebe's alter ego mm-hmm. and Mary old lady, <laughs> whatever her name is. Do you
0: have any for me? Those are all for you. Um, what would your, your friends boys be? Ross, um, Joey Chandler, kill Ross, fuck Joey, Mary Chandler. Easy. You want to marry Chandler. You said he steals your stick. I think that should be a compliment she... to you.
1: Matthew Perry ages so much in one off season. Yes. Poorly, mm. but okay. it's Okay.
0: What about,
1: uh, I don't know enough random characters. Okay. Um, George Stephanopoulos never appears on screen. <laughs> no. Ugly naked guy. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. No, I think that's it for the games.
0: Okay. And I guess we can go into our book now. And I'll mention our always primary sponsor, BookDigit.com, B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S com Make a free account, track your reading goals, track your to-read list. Mm-hmm. You can read porn or Star Wars fanfiction. We or don't comics, pledge. not fanfiction. There's no fanfiction on it No. It's a you published can't. novel. You can't publish fanfiction because then you'd be making money off of...
1: Fine. I take it back. Anyways. The children love the book digits.
0: Children love the books. So the book we're reading this week is another one that I forced Bennett to read.
1: Why A? Why not? Oh, Good segment name.
0: Yes. Yay, why, why not? Alright. This one's called We Were Liars by E. L. Lockhart. Yeah, she
1: doesn't have a no, just E. Lockhart. She e. Lockhart. doesn't have a full name. Doesn't need it.
0: Once again, maybe it's because female authors are treated differently than male authors. It could be a male author. I'm pretty sure it's a female. who's being sexist now. I'm pretty sure I looked it up because it was in my year of only reading female authors, oh. I believe. So do you read it more recently than I did? Would you mm-hmm. like to give a summary?
1: Um, it's about rich, annoying people in New England, mm-hmm. um, who own, like, uh, 12 houses between the three of them. There's a map at the beginning of the book.
0: <laughs> I forgot about the map. In
1: a non-fantasy situation, which is just, just I don't even know what to do with that. So, they basically own their own island off of Nantucket slash Mother's Vineyard, mm-hmm. and there's a grandpa running the patriarchy, literally. Check your privilege. Um, and so, I think there's, like, three... Daughters who are all vying for the best properties on the island and off the island. And so, this is one generation lower. So, the narrator is... What's her name? You just read it. Um, Cadence? Yeah. Right. Her name is Cadence. We just <laughs> looked it up and cut out a big gap <laughs> of silence. That's fine. Um, Cadence, which isn't much of a name either. Um. So... You know it tracks through her different summers that they summer at this island, like annoying rich people do um and so there's a big incident, I think year fifteen of their summering mm-hmm. where you know she's fallen in love with one of the friends slash cousins that one of the
0: other people brings not, uh, that is not white
1: correct, and so she loses her memory. all she knows is she ended up in the ocean somehow. And ended up in the hospital with um, amnesia, amnesia, selective amnesia. So that's kind of the first half of the book. And then the second half of the book is she goes back to the island for another summer and tries to unpack what's gone on.
0: So I don't think there's really much of a way we can discuss this without the spoilers. Um, I don't know. You want to give it away? Okay, I won't give it away. I, no. I'll try not to give it away because this, like the spoiler, like the the twist, like literally fucked me up. I was crying. I was like, that's why I wanted you to read it because I, I wanted cry, no. someone else to be affected by it.
1: No, not much at all. No,
0: really, I real I really was upset. I was
1: upset, but I was upset at her. It wasn't like,
0: yeah, I I guess I was a little bit upset at her, but I also realized that she was just like a dumb fifteen year old kid. I don't know. Yeah, I I guess I liked. I get a little tired of unreliable narrator stories sometimes. True. Like, I feel like that's kind of been a big literary trend Well, that recently. was one comment I
1: had was that it, you know, where Gone Girl annoyed me, where it was like, oh, I just read half a book and you're telling me that none of that mattered. Yeah. Because it was just BS. Like, this book didn't do that. So, like, the the, the author was very upfront about the narrator being unreliable. She was constantly saying, you know, I don't remember this, or I'm trying to remember this, or maybe this didn't actually happen. Right. So I liked how upfront she was about it.
0: And I read another book recently called Made You Up that was similar. The main character has... Um, multi- no, sorry. She is What's schizophrenic. She's, I was going to say multiple oh. personality yeah. disorder, but it's, um, she's schizophrenic. Okay. And um, it, she says straight up at the beginning that she's an unreliable narrator because some of the stuff that she's seeing, she doesn't know if it's there or not. Right. So going through... It's like, is she actually seeing that? Is that just in her in her mind? And it's, I, I guess I don't get as annoyed about like twists of like they were never there the whole time if like they're upfront about it. Yeah. Because then when you're reading it, you're like, is this true? Is it not true? What are they missing? Like, it actually makes it interesting to read it. It's not like they don't like pull the wool over your eyes. Which yeah, yeah, is. no,
1: it wasn't tried. It wasn't trying to be a gimmick or anything. So. I was trying to guess all along about, you could tell that some of the people she was talking to probably were not there or hadn't been there. Something was m- mixed up. Yeah. So I didn't get and it I obviously
0: right. got that vibe as well, but I I, my, I had thought I had figured Figure out, out what it was and mm. I was totally wrong. What was your guess? I don't remember now. Um...
1: I thought the love interest maybe had never existed or they talked about a lot of tension between the rich people and the servants they had on the island. So I thought maybe she misremembered that her love interest was actually a servant.
0: Mm, I actually think I thought it was something to do with the grandparent. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had died and weren't there Mm. or I don't remember. I just, because it's been a year since I've read it, but I just remember thinking, Oh, I know what's going to happen, whatever, just reading Mm -hmm. it. And then when I found out what really happened, I was like, fuck, I did not know that that was going to happen. Like, I I think it's just one of the more successful unreliable narrator ones I've read recently in that it, it, was very affecting when the real story came out, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel cheated by it. There was another one I read called like right. Emma or something like that, that your mom actually recommended that spoiler here. Like she has a sister and she doesn't really have a sister. Like mm. she thinks she has a sister the whole time. And at the end, there is no sister
1: yeah.
0: and like the, they play, the book played it so straight. So the fact that when you finally found out there's no sister, you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. That whole book is about her and her sister. Right. So you feel like it wasn't worth reading the book because they're telling you, just kidding, everything we told you was made up. So this, this book didn't feel like that. This so book you felt think there mind. are
1: too many uh, Chief Kevin Garvey's out there?
0: I still don't know who's real and who's not real on that show.
1: I know. The other thing I was thinking about reading this and watching Leftovers at the same time is that based on what this twist is, this main character and her groupies, like, are guilty remnant material.
0: Yeah, she would totally be guilty remnant. Like, right now.
1: they were, like, not to give away the twist again, but they were just like, none of this fucking matters. Like, we need to remind them about yeah. what nothing matters. Interesting.
0: Yeah, you like yeah, that. I do like that. Um, if we get to the end of Leftovers and I find out that everyone's been real the whole time, I'm going to be real mad because I keep guessing who who's not real.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll see. We just watched the Melbourne-based episode which we were just high-fiving throughout the whole thing because we, we knew everywhere. We got all the references. Yep. We knew the what the bus looked like. And the
0: library. The library. The graffiti. Someone's like,
1: I think they made that library look like the Dharma Initiative on purpose. And I was like, no, that's, that's what that fucking library looks like. just what it looks like. It We've looks been like. there.
0: Yeah. And we take people there. It's beautiful. Oh, it's I worth going to that. if you're ever in Melbourne. Um... So, if you would like a good, like, family drama, um, summertime kind of story, and yeah, if you, you like want, a good twist. if you want to think to yourself, well, at least my family is not that fucked up. <laughs>
1: this is the book for you.
0: That's true. And if you sometimes enjoy unreliable narrators, but sometimes feel like they come out cheap in the end, uh, this is a solid one. And we may have ruined it by saying there's a big twist, but worth reading for sure, I think. Yeah. Um, this author's other stuff.
1: John Green loves him some E. Lockhart.
0: We we'll we we'll use that as a, as a tie-in segment. Segway? Segway to our upcoming things. Okay. Did you hear John Green's releasing a new book?
1: No. You
0: were just asking the other day. He's why haven't you done right. anything in six years?
1: G- okay, the face you just made, well, as you said, that is a face that I have never made in my
0: life. <laughs> well, that was the right tone of voice. Uh, yes, true. So, it's called Turtles All the Way Down
1: okay it's coming out in october okay. so pretty soon actually yeah
0: um he only has given a very very brief synopsis in a video so far we'll try and post uh, the video. was he playing fifa soccer while he gave it no he was not but he did make a reference to talking to his brother hank on the VlogBrothers. Huh. um so he's coming out with a new book and it's coming out pretty soon it's october Good.
1: i'm happy for him my hair is long enough almost to be john green you just again. need your
0: glasses again it's true it could be him for halloween um, that's good. I was
1: worried that he was I, done. I get really anxious about all these authors when they all get into TV shows or movies mm. based on their things. They're like, Oh, I love it. Just like Apple is now, you know, oh, we have to be in Hollywood. Let's focus on Hollywood. Like, no, get back to doing what you do.
0: I just get worried that the anxiety of will you ever make a good, like once oh, you've had definitely. a bestseller, once you've had a hit. How do you do anything ever again? Yeah, everything is going
1: to be compared to it, and it's not going to meet ex- people's expectations. Yeah, so
0: I'm interested to read his new book. I'm not his like hugest fan in the world, but mm-hmm. I really did like *The Fault in Our Stars* along with everybody else mm-hmm. in the world. So I'm interested to see how it is. Yeah, he does have sexy titles. Turtles all the way down. <laughs> I knew you'd like the turtles reference. Mm-hmm. So my actual one that I'm like beyond excited for, like was going to use this as my good news until I guess. saw David Ortiz. TP. Yes, Tamara Pierce. So pretty much my favorite, one of my favorite authors of all time. I think I was into Tamara Pierce's books even before Harry Potter. Yeah. Like my first fandoms were the Golden Compass series. Mm-hmm. Tamara Pierce's Tortall books, specifically mm-hmm. the Dane series was my favorite mm-hmm. growing up. And then Harry Potter. Those are like my fandom order yeah. when I was growing up. That's your origin story. So Dane, the Dane books, the Immortals... Uh, Wild magic. Was my favorite. That's the first one I read and I have very nostalgic feelings towards it still. The protector of the soul. So one of like the co-protagonists uh, in that series, one of mm-hmm. the main characters, New Marceline, Maline, is a mage, so like a magician in that world, mm-hmm. um, a wizard, whatever. She is finally coming out with the New Marceline Chronicles. Is it going to be like the same events with a different view, or this prequel? Prequel. So it's called Tempest and Slaughter. It's not out until February 2018. But if you remember in the third book of the Dane series, when they're in Karthak, the Emperor of Karthak, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, the Emperor and Numair used to be. They they went to uni together. Yeah, they they go way back. And then that girl, um, that whore, yeah. Don't call her a whore. That's a problem, (laughs) Vereen. they all went to school together, Okay. and then like they all got too powerful, and there was a rivalry and whatever, and sure, they all branched off. Work, yeah. So this is about that rivalry. This is like the prequel about them like discovering their powers and being at school together, and like how everything goes astray. Wow! I'm very excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Newmare and Dane, and that the characters from yeah, those soft series. Soft spots other
1: places for him too.
0: <laughs> he is supposed to look like <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum.
1: That's how she describes him in the text?
0: No, that's how she's described him in interviews. Is that how she's pictured New Pierce,
1: I picture as like ninety-nine. She's not ninety-nine.
0: She's getting up there, but she's not ninety-nine. I've never met her. I'd love to meet her and get her to sign my like first edition Tortal books that I have of first.
1: You have hardcovers sent somewhere?
0: No, first edition. edition. They're not first (laughs) editions. I just mean like my old, old editions. Got it. Um Hopefully, we'll talk about one of her series. Very soon. Very soon. We're finishing. I've been making Bennett. We've been reading them together. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'm very excited for that book. You can yeah. pre order it for me. It's coming out in February 2018. Okay. We're
1: um,
0: two other books I'm excited for. Yeah. I just mentioned earlier in the podcast that I just finished Gemina. The. Again, second you in the will Luminae. die before you read all these books. That's fine. Um, Amy Kaufman, one of the authors of Gemina and Illuminate, is coming out with a book called Ice Wolves. Okay, it's like a middle grade book, but it sounds uh, really what interesting. That's MG stands for. Middle grade. Got it. Um, it sounded really good. I'm intrigued to read that, and I do like her writing style in Illuminae and Gemina. Yeah. And NK jemison mm-hmm. she's on your to read list. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> um, the I read the first one of her books in her more recent series and the third one is coming out so I need to like get on she
1: sounds like you're behind
0: I need to get on that and read the second book in the it's like the Obelisk Gate series I think mm. um, so I recommended you read one of them I think you'd like it it's, it's high fantasy but N.K. Jemisin is a female um, person of color that is a really interesting writer as
1: long as there's political intrigue I'm there <laughs>
0: There's not too much. That's why I didn't want you to read her, um, inheritance trilogy because it's literally like inheritance. Sounds quite dull. You wouldn't like that one. But this one, the Broken Earth, the Broken Earth trilogy. Excuse yeah. me. Um. So the third, the last book in that trilogy has just come out. So or just released when it's going to come out. So I need to I need to get up on that. I also had two movie things that I don't think I'm that excited for. Okay. Pitch Perfect three. The trailer just. Oh come good out.
1: god! Let it
0: die, people. Yeah, I. It looks. Uh, they jumped the shark for sure. I think I the it, the trailer was incomprehensible. I literally have no idea what the plot surprised. is. It was just very weird chunks of them being in different countries and singing. And a Kendrick and moved on. No, she's in it. They are oh, all in it. God, Kendrick, God, Brittany Kim Snow, Robert Wilson. They're Barbie all Wilson in
1: it. Wilson found victorious in Melbourne in her State Court case. She is not a liar. It's never <laughs> spoken a lie in her life.
0: Um, the other movie is Strong or Stronger. It's with Jake Gyllenhaal and Tatiana Maslany. Do you not know the title, or is that what it's called, Stronger, Stronger? I don't remember. Okay. It's either Strong or Stronger. It's another Boston bombing movie.
1: Oh.
0: It's uh, based on a true story about one I'd of the so. survivors who lost both of his legs in his battle, to mm-hmm. so like, come back from that.
1: The one who married his nurse? That one's a cute story.
0: Uh, I don't think so. Mm. Different one. So, I'm happy for Tatiana that she's, like, in a major feature film. Sure. Because we love her in Orphan Black. It just looks... It looks too much for me. Mm. I'm I already am sick of Boston bombing movies. Like I don't want to watch any of them. It's still a bit. Who could too do better? Who could
1: do more for it than Marky Mark?
0: Would? If I never see a Mark Wahlberg movies again, it'll be too soon. Mm. I hate Mark Wahlberg. Gives Boston a bad name. Anyways, I'm not excited for that movie. The trailer was just a lot. It was very over the top and lots of over the top Boston accents and it's just too much for me. Okay. Did you have any upcoming things for this week? Um, just one note.
1: Go for it. For little kiddos, Netflix is going to come out with Choose Your Adventure TV programming.
0: How's that going to work?
1: So either you use your remote and the kid picks, you know, which direction for the character to go. Or if you watch it on iPad, you just
0: touch what you want it to do. Cool. So it's like combo... Um, TV show and video game. Kind a of. little bit,
1: yeah. And so I've gone on plenty of Netflix rants on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was only right for me to point out when Netflix did something cool. This is a cool idea where you're actually using the technology Correct. to do something different. Anyone can come up with the idea, an idea for a prestige television show and go pay millions of dollars to find a good director and writer and actors. If you're actually doing something creative, not just with the content but with the delivery,
0: then I clap for you. All right, I used to like those books, except I was that kid who would go back and read every possible. Oh my god, you are the worst! I would go one. I would do my like first choices and go that and then I would do my second choices and read because it bothered me to miss parts of the story. Oh my god. So if I have issues. I'm just thinking with this TV show that I definitely would then go back and watch it for yeah,
1: If I ever get back into video games, I'm not going to play with you anymore because we tried <laughs> to play the fucking Assassin's Creed and you needed to check every square inch of every there island. It could have
0: been buried treasure that we missed. Oh
1: my God. There were pirates to kill. So
0: I will say the good thing about the TV show would be for parents that have to watch the same TV show over That's and over true. and over. They could convince the kids to go play different. Go fucking left, kid. We <laughs> went right yesterday. We went right six times already. Right, let's go left today. So it would be interesting... <laughs> Because little kids often do want to watch the same things over and over.
1: Well, I'd like, I'd love to watch Frozen, or we watched Wally the other night. I'd love to spin that
0: on its head. Okay, here's your own adventure for Wally. Murder Elsa first chance you get. Ouch. All right. So on that note. Yeah. I think we up. will finish off for today. Okay. Check us out on Twitter at DD I'll be posting as many of the links as I can remember from this week, so you can check them out there. Or you can also follow my Twitter at Heather324 if you want random pop culture things interspersed with a lot of angry political rants about healthcare recently. Yeah, there's a there's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Um any in sync facts to leave us with today? Uh, I showed you that funny meme that was like, yeah. um, NSYNC looks like their Guy Fieri's five sons.
1: Yeah, it really, really makes me uncomfortable. Like when, I, like, when I was in the late 90s and early 2000s, I was like, you know, the fashion we're wearing now is fine. Like, this will always be fine. And I'm saying that today. Yeah, it makes you worried about I'm now. terrified. Like, when
0: our kids are going to look back on the photos I'm of us terrified. from now and be like, what were you wearing? What else could people do? I don't no, get I don't it. Know. Don't have spiked tips. Don't have bleach tips is a good place well, to start. let learned. You had bleach tips? <laughs> no, I'm saying going forward. <laughs> you spiked your hair in the front, though, didn't you? It never
1: worked for me. No, it's okay. It wasn't meant to be. View.
0: On that note, we'll end here. Hope everyone has a good week, and we'll catch you next time.
1: Love you. Bye.
0: See ya.